Hollow Mountain Publishing presents The Pawn, book one of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 2 Facing Tigers Katie stepped out of the woods, looking around her. Her eyes were automatically drawn to the sound of a cascading waterfall. The torrent fell about 30 feet into a pool. The clear pond looked cool and inviting. The edges were over 50 feet in diameter. It looked like there was very little shallow water as the color immediately became a deeper blue. She could see the rocks in the bottom ripple in and out of focus. It looked like an ideal swimming hole. Green ferns and other plants surrounded the edges, except for a trail leading to the edge. The trail followed a small creek as it emptied still further down into the valley. The familiar scent of earth, Wildflowers and evergreens reached her senses. She took a deep breath of the clean, thin air. She sensed, rather than knew, she was far away from any kind of civilization. Katie glanced around and caught sight of a toddler playing in the shallow edge. Frowning, she automatically looked around for the child's guardians. She didn't see anyone close. She stepped closer realizing just how deep and dangerous the pool was to the child. The naked little girl had short black hair sticking out in several angles. Her black eyes danced as she picked up rocks and threw them in the water. Each time the rock hit the surface, she let out a giggle, her soft, pudgy cheeks upturned in a smile. Before the rock could sink to the depths of the pool, she quickly stooped down to grab another. Laughing at the antics of the little girl, Katie ignored a movement she saw in her peripheral vision. A small sound made her turn her head, her laughter dying on her lips, her eyes widening. Just a few feet away approached the largest tiger Katie had ever seen. It was... Huge! The head stood over six feet. Its fur was almost all white, with barely discernible gray stripes. Its eyes were green, as it gave the baby a deadly stare. Its massive feet made very little sound as it slowly moved towards the child. Katie stood frozen as she watched the tiger step closer. Its intent clear. She felt a protective instinct rush through her system. She closed her eyes, seeing the outcome in her head if she did nothing without thinking about the consequences of her actions. Katie quickly looked down, seeing a rock twice the size of her hand. She reached for it. As the rough texture bit into her hand, she lunged herself between the tiger and the baby. The tiger paused, staring at her with its cold, green eyes. 
It stepped towards her and made a low growl, making her hair stand on end. Katie shifted the rock in her hand, sweat pooling from every pore. Her mind froze as the tiger took another step towards her. The growl in its throat getting louder. Somewhere behind her, the child started whining as if sensing danger. Hearing the sound, Katie straightened her shoulders. She knew she was going to be dead in seconds. The baby's death would soon follow. If you want the baby, you're going to have to go through me, she said with false bravado. The rock shaking in her hand, she lifted it, ready for the attack. Well, come on, let's get this over with. Her voice sounded shaky. Despite her determination to sound stronger than she felt, to her surprise, the tiger took a step away from her. Not believing what she was seeing, she watched the tiger slowly back away, turn, and leap into the woods. Not believing her luck, Katie dropped the rock in her hand. She barely registered the soft thump it made as it fell onto the mossy forest floor. In one quick movement, she turned and grabbed the little girl and started running as fast as she could. The toddler was crying in earnest. Katie tried to shush the baby, afraid her cries would bring the tiger back. She stumbled over a limb and almost fell. Grasping the toddler tighter, she slowed down to a quick walk, her breathing ragged with exertion. She clutched the baby close to her body. The trees and underbrush around her looked menacing. Sounds magnified and bounced around the undergrowth. Her eyes darted in each bush, expecting the massive tiger to emerge once again. Stumbling into a small clearing, she saw a young man leaning against a tree. Relief welled up inside her chest as she rushed towards him. There's a tiger! A great big tiger! Back there! She pointed behind her. In the woods! It wanted to eat this baby! Her body twisted as she immediately looked behind her her eyes darting around, still expecting the tiger to return. Please, you have to help us get out of here. The guy looked down at her, his eyes unreadable. What, baby? he asked quietly. Frustrated, Katie hitched her arms, lifting the baby higher on her hip. The tiger is going to eat me and this baby in my arms, you idiot! She looked down at her arms, which were stretched around nothing holding absolutely nothing. I, what the, exasperated, she turned and glanced around. What happened to the baby? She couldn't help looking down at her arms. At that very moment, she had felt the baby's weight on her hip. A low chuckle came from the direction of the young man standing in front of her. Katie stopped and studied him a little closer. He was drop-dead gorgeous, she decided. He was tall, almost six feet. He stood with a natural athletic stance. He wasn't large like a football player, but he obviously worked out. His lean muscles rippled under his white t-shirt. His high cheekbones and strong chin resembled a Native American. His skin was white and his hair blonde. His eyes were sky blue. So blue they didn't look real. 
It was as if he was in a magazine and was airbrushed. He looked around her age, maybe older, but his eyes, which never left her face, seemed to look much older. Another chuckle escaped the lips of the stranger. Hearing the sound, her eyes narrowed. She didn't like being the brunt of a horrible joke. She folded her arms. Okay, who are you? The stranger gave her a tight smile. Jackson. Jackson who? He shrugged his shoulders. Just Jackson. Well, Jackson, with no last name, do you have any idea where we are? Jackson looked around. If I had to guess, I'd say we were in the Smoky Mountains. Since this is not my dream, I believe you would know more about it than I would. I'm dreaming? Katie said with surprise. I'm dreaming, she said softly to herself. Realization dawning, the last hour was finally making sense. Katie could not remember a dream seeming so real. She looked at the guy standing in front of her. It made total sense now. There was no way anyone was that beautiful in real life. So, you're not real. It was Jackson's turn to narrow his eyes. What makes you think I'm not real? Because you're in my dream. What are you doing in my dream? I was, Jackson gave a pause. Curious. Intrigued, Katie folded her arms. What are you curious about? You. Jackson took a small step towards her. The low growl came from the clearing. Jackson paused his eyes focusing on something just over Katie's right shoulder. She did not want to look. Doing so would make it real. Katie kept staring into Jackson's eyes, fascinated as they turned into a pale, icy blue. That was much closer this time. Katie's hair stood on the back of her neck. She closed her eyes, squared her shoulders, and slowly turned to see the great white tiger. The tiger was so close to her, she could smell its breath. The tiger was ignoring Katie. It was looking straight at Jackson with deadly intent. Jackson's arms made a slight movement as it reached towards Katie. Katie thought her eardrums might puncture. Jackson slowly lowered his arms and stepped away from Katie. The growl was much softer this time. He slowly backed away from her, his arms raised in surrender. With every step backward Jackson took, the tiger took a step forward. Eventually, the tiger stood between Katie and Jackson. When Jackson was far enough away to appease the tiger, it turned towards Katie. Very slowly and methodically, the tiger walked towards her. She started to push Katie to the other side of the clearing with her head and shoulders. At first, Katie was terrified, but her emotions quickly turned into frustration as the tiger kept pushing against her. What do you want me to do? she said in irritation, as the tiger's head bumped against her chest, causing her to take another step back. The cat was relentless 
as it kept pushing her until she tripped over a rock jutting from the ground. Immediately, she rolled over to her back on her feet. She felt the hot breath of the tiger on her back. She froze. This is it, she thought. She's going to eat me. She felt the teeth scrape on her back as the tiger picked her up by her belt with its teeth. She dangled like a rag doll with her butt in the air. Katie's feet and arms were dangling uselessly several feet above the ground. As the tiger launched into the woods, her thoughts were, I'm glad this is only a dream. Otherwise, this would be humiliating. Katie woke up feeling so hot she could hardly breathe. Her sheets were soaked in her sweat, making her feel sticky. Getting up, she walked over to the window, trying to catch some cool air. She decided to take a cold shower. With her hair damp, she sat in front of a fan. She slowly relived every detail of the dream. Did this dream have a meaning? She wondered. She thought about the guy in her dream, Jackson. The name could be first or last. She remembered his face, the long lashes that framed those beautiful blue eyes. He seemed so real. The dream was so vivid. Everything about it felt real. Usually, a dream started to fade until the details got drowned out in reality. This dream felt so real, it was like an actual memory she had lived through. She couldn't help shuddering when she remembered the size of the white tiger. It effortlessly picked her up and carried her away. At least I know that wasn't real, she thought distractedly. There is no way there's a tiger that large anywhere on this planet. Katie's mom walked into the kitchen. You're up early. On a weekday, I can't get you up for school. On a weekend, you're up earlier than on school day. Katie grimaced. I had a really weird dream last night. Oh, yeah? What did you dream about? Katie almost hated to say it. A great big white tiger. Laughing, her mother looked over at Katie. I've had a few dreams like that myself. Katie jerked up, alert. What were your dreams like? Oh, I don't know. It's been so long since I've had one. I don't think I remember anymore. Katie watched her mother pour a cup of coffee and sit down across the table from her. She wondered if her mother would have faced a great white tiger with just a rock for a weapon. Watching her mom closely, she realized her mother had already faced a tiger. For as long as she could remember, it had been just Katie and her mom. When she was younger, she pestered her mother with questions about her dad. All she got was a resounding silence she could never penetrate. Frustrated, she eventually went to old Elizabeth Hawk. She remembered Lizzie's grandmother sitting there for a long time, not saying anything. Katie thought she'd reached another dead end. She then spoke so softly, Katie had to lean forward to hear, I've never seen a young girl so much in love. Your mom loved that boy with all her heart. When your mom married your dad, they appeared very happy. When you came along, your mother just glowed. Suddenly, things started to change. Sometimes... Men get bored with their lives. They look around 
wants something different. Some wonder about the choices they made. They think they're missing out on something out there in the world. The old lady paused. Katie didn't say a word. She waited patiently for her to continue. He never cheated on her. So get that out of your mind right away. He was just unhappy with his life. He loved your mom, but somehow he felt trapped. So he started drinking. Your mom put on a brave face for a while. She got a job as a waitress at the diner in town. She was willing to do anything for him. One day she went to work and left you with him. I don't know if he drank while babysitting you before, but that day he was drinking rather heavily. He ran out of alcohol, decided to run to the store. I don't know if he forgot you were in the house or just didn't want to take you. I know he only intended to be gone for about ten minutes. He ended up getting a DWI with the county sheriff. By the time he was booked and got his one phone call, he had been gone from the house for hours. He called your mom, told her he was in jail. He wanted her to bail him out. Your mom called me frantic, didn't know where her baby was. She was on her way to the house. Since I was closer, she asked if I could run to make sure you were okay. I got to the house just before she did. Your pants were messy, and you had been wandering around the house screaming for I don't know how long. I will never forget the look on your mother's face when she rushed into the house. Tears were running down her face as she picked you up, took care of your needs. She just held you close and cried and cried. There was nothing I could do, just sit there. I tried to let her know she wasn't alone when there were no tears left. Your mother asked if she could live with me for a while. I told her it would be tight, but we'd manage. She then packed everything she could and left. She never bailed out your dad. After a while, he came around, asking for another chance. He didn't know what he had until it was gone. He promised never to drink again. Your mother never said a word to him. She just listened for a while and then walked away. Eventually, your dad stopped coming around. I would see him around town every once in a while. When he received the divorce papers, he packed up and left. We never saw him again. I know he's alive. Because your mom receives child support. Katie watched her mother with admiring eyes. She never thought her mother pretty. She was just mom. She had heard enough comments from friends and strangers to know her mother was considered beautiful. She was tall and willowy with jet black hair. Her high cheekbones had a classic shape and long lashes enhanced her large black eyes. Through the years, Katie had watched men approach her. 
They had always been politely but firmly turned away. Yes, Katie thought. My mom already faced a tiger for her child. The phone rang. Disrupting her thoughts, her mother reached for the phone. Katie got up and started fixing herself a bowl of cereal. She sat down at the table before glancing up. Her mother's face was white. Yes, we'll be right there, her mother said into the phone. What's wrong? With a shaky voice, her mother explained. Elizabeth Hawk had a stroke. They're not sure if she's going to make it. She's in some kind of coma and unresponsive. Is that what happened at the campfire? I don't know, maybe. Come on, let's get going. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. I hope you've enjoyed this week's chapter of The Pawn, the first book in the Appalachian Storm series. Until next week, and our imaginations meet again, have a great day.